When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Before we get started, make sure you smash that like button for us on YouTube. Make sure you're following that YouTube page. Make sure if you're a podcast listener, you are following us on your preferred podcast apps. And leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That would go a long way in helping us out. And it's free, and it takes 10 seconds so open up your podcast app and do that for us. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. A couple things to get to today. We've got some um, season predictions made by The Athletic that uh, have some Blackhawks ties to them. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of news regarding Patrick Kane. Looks like he's not going to make his decision until the season's underway. We're going to start the show with that. But before we do, we want to tell you about an awesome event we have coming up on August 25th. It is the CHGO Kickoff Classic Golf Outing. At Cog Hill, mm-hmm. golf course number two. I again, I am just stunned. Cog Hill is accepting rabble like us to it's play on their golf course, course. But hey, number two. Mm-hmm. let's take mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. while we can. Mm-hmm. CHGO and mm-hmm. the Big Drive mm-hmm. Energy Podcast and Pins and Aces are hosting the inaugural Kickoff Classic Golf Tournament. Again, Cog Hill Golf Course number two at 9 a.m. on August 25th. You can sign up as an individual, twosome, or a foursome. Diehards, you get a promo code. Email events at allcitynetwork.com to get your diehard promo code. But here's what your entry includes. 18 holes with a cart. Exclusive pins and aces tea gift for every player. Mm-hmm. Access to a limited edition pins and aces CHGO polo. Hole contests, great giveaways and prizes for uh, contest holes, winning teams, and the last place team. You get lunch, you get drinks, and a ceremony after the round. Uh, individual hole and tournament sponsorships are also available Hit us up, allchgo.com for info. And again, diehard, you're going to want to email events at allcitynetwork.com to get your promo code to save on this event. But uh, whether you're a diehard or not, it's going to be a great time. We're all going to be out there um, enjoying the sunshine, hopefully, enjoying some beverages and enjoying nice. some golf. It's going to be a, a great day to be at Cog Hill. I have a question. Are we going to know the prizes for the winners and last place team ahead of time? Because I don't know. If if we know the prizes for the last place team, could we potentially run into a tank standings situation in which a golf a golf group knows they're not going to win, so they just blast it all over the course to purposely Should I start do last doing place. tank spins now? We, yeah, get, <laughs> if you haven't made your Tankathon replica website yet, Stephen, what are you doing with your summer? Um, I think even if a team tries to suck, they will not be as bad as I am. Okay. Even if they're trying to, sounds like, like, a, if they sounds start, like a challenge. If they start hitting the ball backwards, <laughs> they might be about as bad as I am. If they force me to golf, my team will be the last place. <laughs> There's no doubt. Yeah, I'm exactly. talking like 150. <laughs> there, Windy City Hockey said he signed up for it last night. Sweet. And make Sweet. sure when you sign up, 
you click down on that uh, on that menu and say, "Hey, we're your favorite show." Yeah, because we want to win that. That's important. Mm-hmm. And we've got uh, Corey saying, "Happy Bacon Day!" What a jersey yes. up front and center. Uh, Charlie, the bacon guy, is here. He's over there. He won't come on screen. He's shy, but he brought in a ton of bacon. Not we had shy the, with his meat. The That's French sure. toast bacon today. <laughs> the ranch bacon and the jardinier bacon and the chorizo bacon jam. Yeah, it's. Man. It was quite the jam. I think most people here like bacon. Uh, I'm going to give Charlie a free p- plug. If you want to order some, follow him on Instagram at charliethebaconguy or shoot him an email, charliethebaconguy at gmail.com, and get some craft bacon, mm-hmm. the best you will have ever had. And keep an eye on our social media pages for some uh, some cool videos about our, our bacon visit from our bacon angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, if we if we are a little sluggish today, uh, <laughs> blame the the load of bacon that is uh, we're all digesting right yeah. now. Yeah, it was it was, it was delicious. It's the, I like the science of like how do you come up with French toast bacon? How do you do that? Well, Charlie figured it out and it was gone quick. We're spitballing some ideas for future bacon's as well. Yes, I, I do think I had the idea of shawarma bacon. Um, oh. So yes, uh, I'm I'm waiting for that. That's a good could, idea. That could be good. Um, listen, I am going to use my new close friendship with our guy Charlie <laughs> to prove the fact that bacon goes with anything. It does. It does when bacon makes everything bacon? better? Like, of course. Na- name a food that if you don't add bacon, or that if you add bacon to it, it doesn't automatically get improved. You can't. It's impossible. Your head will explode. I'm actually trying to think of something. Yeah. Can't. I was going to say like Cheerios, but no. I would of course. Totally put you, bacon you, in my Cheerios. Definitely going to have bacon with Cheerios. Yeah, honey nut Cheerio bacon. I'm this down. This is the best way to apple cinnamon Cheerio bacon. See, look at the ideas are flying, Charlie. Look, all of it. All of it. Apple cinnamon yeah. bacon? Yeah. Why not? That could be a thing. That could be a great, f- that would be a great apple, fall apple, treat. Apple pie bacon. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're just, the ideas are just flying out. This is going to be the entire hour. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Patrick Kane. He's writing all those down right now. Yes, good, good. Yeah, he's, he's, taking notes. he's getting out the Chris Jericho uh, I'm tired scroll. of talking about Patrick Kane not being able to make up his mind again. Let's just talk about bacon. Well, all right, let's get into it. So ESPN.com today, uh, Greg Wyshynski wrote about this, and he had a conversation with uh, Kane and Taves' agent Pat Persson. And basically what Patrick Kane's going to do, and I guess when you're a first ballot Hall of Famer, three-time cup champion, a Hart Trophy winner, a Consumite Trophy winner. And a brat. You can kind of do this. Uh, <laughs> Love the Patrick Kane smear campaign now. He's going to wait and see how the it. season Screw goes him. and then kind of pick his team from there. Yeah. I mean, his his hip is and the rehab uh, from the re- hip resurfacing is probably dictating a little bit of that decision. But, I mean, if you've checked out social media since he's had the surgery, he's already – working out uh in a capacity in which if you had remember when we described what a hip resurfacing was and we yeah. all cringed unpleasant yeah to uh hip hurts just thinking about the details to, to go through that and then it was like two weeks later he's like shoot like shooting pucks you know from stationary but like to be able to do that like that's really impressive so his initial timetable for return was somewhere between october and december the espn article said he might wait all the way until December to see what teams are shaking out as actual competitor contenders or not. I think it's smart. Why, why force yourself to come back from the rehab earlier than necessary? And why potentially do it with a team that 
maybe by Christmas or, or th- like Thanksgiving, Christmas, the new year, um, maybe isn't going in the, in the direction that you might have expected. I, it's, it's entirely possible that Patrick Kane chooses a free agency destination and, th- and things either outside of his control or because of him don't go well. And then you're playing from behind. And, and like we mentioned with, uh, you know, our discussion about Jonathan Taze um, yesterday was, you know, the, the grace that those guys had in Chicago. Kane experienced it in New York. He didn't have that grace. None. So you go to a new team, and if things aren't going well and you're part of it, you don't have that grace. So, yeah, why not let the, the season play out a little bit, give yourself the full rehab uh, period of time, and then there's going to be teams looking for his services. Um, the list will probably diminish because of cap reasons. Yeah, but see, that's, that's why not? At. Yeah, it, it can be smart, but could also be detrimental to where maybe the team he wants to play for can't afford him when he's ready. Yeah. Maybe the, the list dwindles down, um, you know. That's why I didn't understand this move, because if you're, if you're going to go out and sign Patrick Kane, you're signing Patrick Kane for what he does in March, April, and May, and, and June. You don't, right. You're not signing him for what he does in October, November anyway. Yeah. So sign him now in the offseason. You know he's going to come back. You never doubt Patrick Kane. That's the one thing you don't do right. is doubt him. And you know he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder now, so he's going to want to come back full strength to prove people wrong. He loves proving people wrong. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how many teams right now can do it. I have two theories that we can get into. Um, but to me, again, it's like, I don't want to make a decision. Like, dude, just, just I'm, so yeah, tired I, of, I'm so tired of talking about where's Patrick Kane's going to play next. I yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think it's interesting. And, and you know, the, the point of, okay, he already has maybe a handful of teams he's interested in playing for, right? And then maybe there's half of those can actually afford to maybe consider bringing him in. And then what if he waits till December and two of those three teams slip out of contention? Then he's dealing with realistically one team he wants. And Rasan was sort of asked about that, and he said, there's no rush. This is one thing I'm very comfortable with. I'm very calm. You could offer me a one-year deal or a two-year deal right now at $7 million or so. I don't even know if I want to entertain it. Because it's not what he needs. We'll see at the right time how he feels, where he's at, and then we'll take it from there. You're telling me that if someone offered Patrick Kane right now a two-year deal with a $7 million hit, they wouldn't take it? I mean, to a guy that's made generational wealth, it, it, is it about the money or is it about going to a place where you get one more chance at lifting a Stanley yes. Cup for the fourth time? I think it's both. Yeah, like, I mean... Uh, maybe he's. I, I can't envisioning him signing for two million dollars to go win. No, but maybe not seven. Right, right. I, but I think he thinks that there's going to be a bidding war for like 2015 Patrick Kane, 2013 Patrick Kane. He's not that guy anymore. No, hasn't no. been. Maybe with th- the new hip, he's going to be closer to that guy, but he's still not that guy. And if if a team is waiting for Patrick Kane to put them over the top, by the time December rolls around, they're probably not going to be one of those top teams. Yeah, it's I, to me it feels risky for Kane. I mean, there's risk. There's risk in both signing now, and there's risk. There's risk, more risk for the team in signing him now, because what if he has a setback? Right. What if you know, all season we kept hearing, oh, Gabe Landeskog's going to start skating in a yeah. two weeks, right, two weeks, right. two weeks. Oh no, he's never coming back. He died. R.I.P. <laughs> like so, 
there's that. So knowing he's when you when you sign him, he's gonna be able to at least, you know, start training, get ready. You know, who knows how long it's gonna take him to get in the game action once he signs. Um, but again, as I said, you're not signing, you're not bringing in Patrick Kane to be your top guy. You're he, you're bringing him in to be your final piece, and you're just gonna make sure he's at full full speed come March, you know, come April when those games really really matter and that should be doable you would think we'll see and it's funny a couple of you are saying in the chat including buck wilder and uh and chadwick barry is just saying buffalo and of course as much as we've joked about that in the past that sort of does make a lot of sense sense now like to bring him in as the fortifying piece they're going to be right there in the playoff picture and maybe that's specifically what he's waiting for were the Sabres a flash in the pan last year because is Tage thompson going to have another year like he did last year right maybe but that seemed that was a huge year for him. Alex Tuck had a huge year. They all did. So maybe he waits till December to see if the Sabres are for real. And if they are, sure. you don't have to worry about his dad who doesn't fly <laughs> or any of those things, right? Right. The answer is right there. He gets to play in his hometown for a team that's contending. And the Buffalo Sabres with Patrick Kane, if they're anything like they were last year, that's a contender. Yeah. That's a pretty good, maybe not a cup contender. Playoff, but a playoff that's contender, a, that's a, play, and a playoff that's team, a for solid sure. playoff team. Yeah. yeah, and they should be a, they should be a playoff team even without him this year. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm looking at you know a couple teams here that have basically done everything that they need to in free agency and have some cap wiggle room. If he doesn't want to, if if he, you know, what Brisson said about not taking a seven million dollar deal because um, he wants to find the right situation, that's. I, I can understand that from the competitor side of things, wanting to be able to go to the best team available given the cap space. Let's say it's five and a half he takes, right? There's two teams that I think are are inclined and in position to maybe do something like that. And I don't think it's the two teams that you're gonna name. Okay. We named one, Buffalo. I think right now they're at they're at twenty three contracts with six point seven million dollars in cap space. They can they can send somebody down finagle some things to to make to make that work if if that's a route that they want to go the other team i'm looking at is where another uh former blackhawk and a really good friend of patrick kane on the ice just recently landed detroit like that would just that would be worse than chelios going to the red wings right i know but you i kind of want to see it they got just just to see the reaction they have one contract to figure out left and that's Joe Valeno's RFA uh, status which I believe he's going to arbitration that's not going to be that much money they currently have 8.1 in change million in space I, I mean for, for a team that wants to go for it and with the, with the roster that they've put together you put Patrick Kane back with Alex Dabrinkit with what Detroit has We'd all hate it, but it, to me, it makes a lot of sense for what Detroit's trying to do. And I'll, I'll say this, too, like, and I know a lot of Hawks fans will bristle at this, but hockey is better when Detroit is relevant. It, yeah. Not, you, not it, anymore. Not that you're in the Eastern I think, Well, I think any time there's an original six team that's, that's the, NA, the NHL and, benefits from the original six being um, relevant. And I still think the last time the NHL was considered popular was the Red Wings' heyday. And I think a lot of people from our generation remember 
you know, Detroit, Colorado and, yeah. and those series and all the star power those Red Wings have. I don't know if that's died down yet nationally. I mean, you look at the Chicago Bulls, it's like they're living off the ghost of Jordan 20-something years later, Still, right? yeah. The Red Wings are kind of doing the same thing with the, the ghosts of Iserman and Lidstrom and Fedorov and all those great players they had for so long and Zetterberg and Dotsu, like they were great forever. So I think having them be relevant again would be a good thing. I think adding Patrick Kane would spice up the Hawks rivalry a little bit because you know he would look forward to those games, and I know the Hawks would look forward to those games more. I don't know. It would be cool. It would be really painful for Hawks fans, but I'm at the point now where the Hawks have won three Stanley Cups, and I no longer deem the Red Wings as a threat to my happiness like you I did as a youth. You only play them twice a year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go nuts. It's not eight games. I'd rather see them there than St. Louis and have, and or have Nashville. You. Having yeah. Connor Bedard in a Blackhawks uniform makes looking at Patrick Kane in a Red Wings uniform. It eases the pain. It, 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 it's kind of more like, meh, okay, cool. Have it, fun. It's Neosporn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's my two possible landing spots. Uh, one of them would be the Carolina Hurricanes. They, they tried to sign Vladimir Tarasenko, and then that Which didn't happen. It still may happen. Still yeah. Uh, they have to clear some cap space, though, but there's been a lot of talk that they're shopping uh, Brett Pesci, which would uh, free up $4 million and give them about $6.5 of cap space. So they're they could, also potentially getting Eric Carlson? Yeah, I mean, maybe. That's a, that's I don't understand why you would trade for trade away Brett Pesci to get Eric Carlson. No. Eric Carlson's not going to have another 100-point season. And Carlson-Burns together didn't work in San Jose, Certainly so why didn't. would it work in Carolina? Yeah. So I, I don't know. But that's a team that I could think he fits their style of play. But here's what's going to happen. They've already planted the seeds for it. And I kept telling you guys, I don't know, for some reason, I'm thinking he's going to wind up in Vegas. What did they tell you about Mark Stone right after the Stanley Cup final? Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be in and out of the lineup for the rest of his career. Yeah. So Mark Stone plays the first 20 games of the year, goes on LT, LTIR with a bad back. They sign Patrick Kane. Mark Stone returns for the playoffs. And the hockey world just goes absolutely crazy that they're manipulating the Stanley, the uh, salary cap. Yeah, oh, Which, they can print up some T-shirts like Tampa. Hey, that's fine. Tampa did it. The Blackhawks did it in 2015 when Everybody Patrick does Kane got hurt. If you not, don't want a loophole to be exploited, don't have the it's loophole. It's not a loophole. The cap, the salary cap doesn't exist it's a in rule. the playoffs. Right. Yeah, it's not. They're not breaking a rule. They're taking advantage of a situation. Any good general manager takes advantage of what he's allowed to do within the rules. And if you've built a team up good enough where you can sit Mark Stone for 60 games and still be okay, yeah, good, good for, for you, you right? Yeah, you've, you've done your job. Exactly. Yeah. So We'd finally get to see Eichel and Kane together. That's my prediction. Mark Stone goes on LTIR right after Thanksgiving, December 1st. Too much turkey. Patrick Kane is back a out. Las Vegas <laughs> Golden Knight. Um, yeah. Well, hey, if, if Corey Perry is any indication, your predictions are pretty solid. I got one. I got one <laughs> right. Live on it. Just hey, retire. Hey, how many coaches have and GMs have lived off of one Stanley Cup for 30 years? This you can, is true. You can live off of one Corey Perry is true. prediction. I'm the John Tortorella of predictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been living Just off my, my Lewis University degree now for 22 years. There you uh, go. Smooth what as a water. transition yeah, there. Like smooth All as right. glass. Loved it. Students just like you with full-time jobs, families, and full-time sports fandoms are going back to school to earn a respected degree, still respected, even though I have one, from Lewis University. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville and is ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. 
Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. Their faculty brings real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. We offer career support and academic resources for adult students, and I can say we because I, too, am a Lewis Flyer. Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. They've got the Criminal Justice Public Safety Grad Program, Data Science, Computer Science, Cyber Security. By the way, on that one, Lewis is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, providing students with scholarships with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. They also have business analytics, finance, MBA, project management. Just go there, lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Check out everything they have to offer and discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Again, that's lewisu.edu slash you can do this. Yeah, love that. Uh, you know what goes together with uh, college? Bacon. Bacon. Go, well, bacon Correct. goes together with everything. We've already had that discussion. Yes. Beer and weed. Beer and weed. Uh, yesterday we talked about beer. Today we'll talk about weed. Woo-hoo! Specifically, the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop for all of your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty programs that is called the Sunnyside Rewards Program. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary from the city to the suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. And how can you uh, argue against all of these great brands that Sunnyside uh, provides? You got Mindy's, the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Uh, speaking of Cresco, they got the reliably excellent cannabis from Cresco. Consistent quality, con- excuse me, consistent quality, experience, and availability of flower, vapes, concentrates, and pre-rolls. Uh, you got the high supply, which offers quality weed that's always available. Buds are expertly grown, lab tested, and available in vape carts, vape pens, flower, popcorn, shake, pre-rolls, shorties, and concentrates. And that's just some of the brands that Sunnyside provides uh, to all of the cannabis needs that you have through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use promo code CHGO at checkout. And you're going to get 25% off of your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use the code, pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Again, at the Sunnyside cannabis dispensary must be 21 plus or an Illinois medical card holder. Oof. Bacon, weed, Beer. It's a great afternoon. Man, <laughs> I need a nap. Those, uh, those uh, Mindy's are highly recommended, by the way. Nice. Um, all right, so today, The Athletic, they published their way-too-early predictions for the <laughs> NHL 2023-24 season. That's their headline, not mine. So this was put together by The Athletic staff. Of course, they've got Stanley Cup champion, runner-up, uh, the Dark Horse team's biggest disappointment, President's Trophy winner, on and on and on. Uh, so I know you guys have seen this, so I'll just do the the positive ones first. Their percent of vote for the Stanley Cup champion, Carolina Hurricanes, 45.2% of the Athletics NHL staff picked the Hurricanes to win the Cup. The next closest is Colorado at 161 Wow. 
Boy, the Colorado, the, the Hurricanes have the sports writers by the nuts like Bruce Springsteen or Jason Isbell do. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, no one loves the Hurricanes like hockey writers. Yeah, I mean. Ben Pope doesn't even work for the Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, man, it reminds me of uh, like 10 years ago when everyone said, well, this is the Capitals year. This is the Capitals year. This is the Capitals yeah. year. And it was just year after year after year yeah. of disappointment. And the Hurricanes are they're built differently, obviously. Um, and they've, they've had really sustained success over the last number of years. They've just never gotten over that hump. And they have a lot of really solid players. They just don't have that, like, X-factor, difference-making superstar player. Until they get Patrick Kane. Well, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> potentially. Um, but it's just so it's just like they're just right there. I just don't know if they have the it factor to have that deep, sustained run. And their goaltending situation is, is part of that reason. Like, you have three good goalies, but, like, none of them are great. You can only play one at a time, and they all are injury-prone. Yeah. Injury well, that's so. a big thing with them, too. Like they, they were pretty banged up in the playoffs this year, too. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of that has to probably be going on the fact that they got to just a couple, within a couple of wins of, of the Stanley Cup final without Svechnikov. Right. If they had him in that, that series, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference final, they that problem that might be a different series. Yeah, for they, sure. They they might you know, they might have been able to give Florida a better series there. I mean, yeah, that was a f that was a four game sweep, right? Yeah, but it they were all like one goal games, and multiple yeah. overtime games. Mm -hmm. So like Carolina was right there. Yeah, and had they had Max Pacioretty for the postseason like they had planned to, you had Svechnikov and Max Pacioretty. It Glad your have, offense, it, you're it, counting you're counting on that for. A significant portion of your offense. Yeah, that might have been a 4-0 sweep the other way because those were all one-goal games. They yeah. all could have. There were three, essentially three overtime games. The the last game was one in the final seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's probably what's based on, but you're right. Everybody, and I'm guilty of that too. I picked them to go to the, the I picked them to win it last they, year. They're, they're not a bad pick. It's just. I, I think it's the thing is, it's like. Like with the Capitals, if you just keep picking them every year, one year you're finally going to be <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The year you doubt it, yeah, is when they do it. I yeah. mean, it. If you look at the East, there's going to be some teams that were there last year taking a step back. Like, the Bruins aren't going to. Well, I mean, they were a first round loss, but they're not going to have that type of record again. No. Um, you know, especially the fact that they bring in nothing but old guys. To replace other old guys, right? How, and how much do you trust Leas, Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman to do yeah, exactly what they did last year? No, um, so that's a team taking a step a step backwards. You know, the Panthers still have a lot of pieces coming back, but after that kind of run, you know, maybe maybe they stumble out of the gate again, and yeah. then they got a battle as an eight seed. You know, the Rangers. Sorry, Rangers were overhyped last year. They went out and you know they they had that Eastern Conference final run two years ago. But that was a lot to do with their goaltender standing on the head, his head, and you know he played still pretty good, but not as good. And their stars disappeared after the first two games of that series. They're overrated. They're not going to be. You know, what have they done this off season that makes you go, "Ooh, watch out for the Rangers"? Blake Wheeler, but okay, great. Yeah. Bring in a thirty-eight-year-old yeah. peen that got kicked out of a locker room right. when he was captain. Yeah. That's going to work well. So we told you, Hurricanes are the favorites. Colorado is second. Rounding it out. Oops. 
is uh, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, New Jersey, L.A. Don't sleep on the Devils. 6.5% picked them to win the Cup. Yeah. So then there's runners-up. Uh, Carolina, again, the favorite to be runner-up. So they're the favorite to win and, and also runner be runner-up. So 22.6%. So they're going, there you go. they're going to the Cup final. <laughs> Colorado, second. Edmonton, New Jersey, Dallas, Toronto, the Rangers, and Golden Knights. Toronto. So there you go. Come on, any guesses on dark horse teams? Unless Devils? What do they consider? The yeah, what's a dark horse? Uh, let's see how they define they, it. They, they must have plus 2,000 2, or worse odds to win the cup. Wow. Wow. Oh, uh, um, yeah, Devils? Devils or, are not there. Uh, not the there. Kings are the favorite, 38.7. The Flames? Uh, the Flames, 6.5. So it goes Kings, Kraken, Sabres, Senators, Kraken. Penguins, yeah. Flames, Blues. Blues. Yeah, the Kraken, right. man, they might they might shock a lot of people. Now this next list is going to delight Greg. Biggest disappointments. Uh, Who do they think are going to be the biz- biggest, biggest disappointments? Must have <laughs> odds <laughs> better than plus 2,000 to win the cup. So these are teams with odds better than plus 2,000 to win. Uh, well, Toronto, that's what they do. Of they course. Disappoint. Yes, yeah, they have because to be top. Because their dopey fans still think they're going to do something. If you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed. There you go. Uh, the, the Rangers the are going to be a major disappointment again. because they're, they're second over, on the list. They're yep. overhyped and overrated. So Is it Carolina, biggest disappointment? Carolina's <laughs> not there. It's, uh, Boston yeah. first. The Rangers, the Panthers, the Lightning, which I agree with. Toronto, Edmonton, Vegas. I think the Tampa thing is they like 2017 could, Blackhawks time. Yeah, them. they could start running, running out of steam, which would be great because the Blackhawks have their first-round pick this year. Yes, that yeah. would be wonderful. I would, I, would not, I would not be sad if – is that pick protected? Like top 10 top protected? 10, I believe it's top 10 protected. Is it? All right. Yeah. I knew it was for this past that. season. I didn't know if they were both top 10 protected. I don't know. Uh, I will check. Yes, top 10 protected. Okay, so we need them to finish, miss the playoffs. Miss the playoffs, but be like 15th. Yeah, be the last team to not make the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, give us the 16th overall pick. That'd be great. Or do what you did last year and just get eliminated in the first round. Give us 19 again. That worked out. That worked pretty well. well. I'll take another Oliver Moore caliber player. Yeah, so. um, You got Oliver Moore, Taylor Reddish, and Boris Kachuk for Brandon Hagel. So far. And another first coming. Yeah. Not bad. It's, it's not bad. So the yeah, and you know, we all like Brandon Hagel, and they like Brandon Hagel, but uh, you know, first round exits is not why you gave up two first round picks to get them. Sometimes trades work for both teams. Sometimes they do. That's right. That's the idea. Uh, President's Trophy winner. Don't think too hard. It is hockey oh, it's writers. It's going to be the all. Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina That's Hurricanes, right. Yes. Uh, Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> are apparently going eighty-two and zero in the regular season <laughs> and sixteen and zero in the Stanley Cup. Fi- but also fall, finishing as runner-ups. But too. yeah, they're going right. to they're going to be so good. They're they're going to play against each other in the Stanley <laughs> Cup final, so they can both win and lose the cup. They're going to clone the Hurricanes. Hurricanes, Avs, Devils, Oilers, Leafs, Knights, Stars, Rangers. Okay. Boy, these Rangers. I mean, it's, it's pretty Jesus. consensus. East Coast bias. The top really? teams are, are, are known. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with any of those picks. I don't, see, I don't see anybody outside that group winning the President's Trophy. Yeah, no, I wouldn't unless, think so. Un, unless there's some sort of crazy one-off season yeah, where, but, you know, you get career years from a bunch of players all at once. Connor Bedard scores 120 goals. Blackhawks win President's Trophy. There you go. Manifest. All fueled by bacon. Manifest. 
<laughs> All right, now we're getting into the Blackhawks categories. Fewest uh, points. The bad there stuff. They are. The bad stuff. <laughs> nice. I agree with who's going to be the worst team in hockey. I think it's the Sharks. Sharks, yeah. Well, I, if they get rid of Carlson, they get worse. Yeah. yeah. And even with him. Even with him, they were in the you know yeah. top five. I'm not worried about the Sharks. Team. Uh, Sharks, Coyotes, Flyers. Then the Hawks at fourth. Anaheim, Montreal, Ottawa. Boy, Ottawa was See, ready to make that turn last year, weren't they? Yeah. Well, then their their bad GM bad GM'd it. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to argue against the Blackhawks finishing in the bottom five, but I'll say I don't think that they they have a a, a team that's going to be in the bottom five. I really don't. I think one. I think Connor Bedard, uh, the expectations for what he can do will be. Um, it, pretty impressive for, for a rookie. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about him later. But, you know, I, I think the group that they have together, I think you have Luke Richardson now, second year as a head coach. Um, I, I, I don't – and I don't think you have the uh, managerial mentality from the front office to make the team as bad as possible. I, you don't have the sell-off pieces of Max Domi and Patrick Kane right. this year. Um you know, you don't have the, the the Jake McCabe and Sam Laffer to get rid of. You don't really have many many impactful pieces that you're going to be looking to get rid of at in in February and March. So, I I think this team, uh, if if two guys hit their strides this year, Lucas Reichel and Connor Bedard, I I think you're going to have a team that's not a playoff contender, but I don't think they're bottom five. I also think, you know, I think you can count on Bedard being good. I think. Reichel taking the next step, especially if he ends up spending some time with Bedard, which we think he probably will, either on a power play or five on five. At some point, they're going to be on the same line. Yeah. And there's going to be somebody else, too, who has a bit of a jump just because they're in a better and more advantageous role, right? Like maybe Philip Kurashev in a third line role or second line role can get a little more consistent offense because he's not one of the only main threats out there on the ice all the time. Yeah. You know, so. There's a couple guys like that. Radish, I think, at Thanasiu a little bit as he moves up and down the lineup. Like there, there are some possibilities for some better offensive seasons. Now, you lose Kane, you lose Taves, you lose McCabe, you lose you know Lafferty. All these guys were pretty decent contributors last year, but you add in Perry and Felino and Donato. We barely talk about Ryan Donato, who's a good player too, and you know um, Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard, and in a full year of Reichel. I think this team's better than last year's. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper, that's I, for sure. Taylor Hall is one of those guys that I like you mentioned is is up up for a better season. I think he's I think he's definitely in that category. He had 36 points last year in 61 games, playing just under 16 minutes a night. I think he's going to get more than 16 minutes per game, 18 plus. He'll get power play opportunities. He'll be he'll be paired with Connor Bedard like mm-hmm. I think he's poised to have a bounce back here. He's still got that, that talent to be able to do it. Yeah. I, I don't think they will be bottom three. I think they will be in the bottom. they will be in the five to seven range. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, because there's still, you know, the goal attending is still shaky. You're going to have some questions and possible holes in the defense. Some young guys stepping up their first full yeah. NHL seasons. And Learning some struggles. Mistakes. Yeah. You're still going to, put Zaitsev out there some nights and Tenorti out there some nights. Those guys have their weaknesses. Um, and then 
it's Arvid Soderblom and Peter Morazic yeah. as your last line of defense. Eh. We'll see. Uh, so, but I don't really know who's going to be joining the conversation as worst teams. Definitely the Sharks. Yeah. Definitely the Flyers. The Flyers are definitely going Flyers for are the Tanko, yeah. Tanko Nation. Um, so is their PR staff. Yes. <laughs> um, so the Flyers will be there. I don't think the Ducks are going to be as bad as they were last year. No. Those young players are going to take another step. I, they weren't, I didn't think they were going to be that bad last year. They weren't supposed to be. They weren't supposed to be. So they got a new coach. Let's see what happens. Um, I think Arizona is going to be better than they were last year, too. And we yeah. all thought Arizona was going to be worse than the Hawks last right. year. And look what they did. And we talked yesterday, watch yesterday's show, about the moves they've made. Now, one of those players won't be there. Yeah. Uh, the Alex Galchunuk thing is a little weird. They have terminated his contract and will not comment on it. Uh, and uh, the last time I checked on our buddy Craig Morgan, he says that all he has said is that the NHLPA will be uh, looking into the matter. Uh, so if Craig Morgan doesn't know what's going on, nobody knows yet. That, that seemed to even catch him off guard. Yeah. When the tweet came out, he quote tweeted it with just, whoa. So if, if it caught Craig... If it blindsided him, it came out of nowhere. So we'll wait and see. I mean, that's not going to make that much of a difference on their on-ice performance because, let's face it, Alex Galchenyuk is a fringe NHLer at this point. He's probably going to spend more time in Tucson than at the Mullet that's Arena. Potentially, yeah. So, But they've made some strides. You know, They got Jason Zucker. They got Sean Dursey. Uh, they've made some moves yeah. uh, to bring in some, some decent players. They're, they're going to be competitive. I don't Greg, think Montreal is going to be as bad. No. I'm sorry, you were going to say... Uh, no, yeah, Greg Wyshynski a couple hours ago said an NHL source tells ESPN that the Coyotes had discovered an, quote, off-ice situation impacting Galchenyuk that was previously unknown to the team. That's so, I mean, that's good. very broad and sweeping. Right. Right. It's got to be something recent because he was on their team yeah. recently. <laughs> like, right. This is a guy they've had before, so it can't well, be something from 10 years ago. And they just and they just signed him, so you yeah. would have figured they would have done some... So you know, something has probably happened. Discussions in and due diligence. Yeah, week or so something that hasn't come to light yet. Yeah, so ho- hopefully it's it's not uh, something that you can't come back from. Follow, if you, if you, if you want to stay up to, to breast on the news with that... Uh. Uh, make sure you're following our, our pals at PHNX Coyotes, yeah. uh, PD and, and Craig and Leah. They'll be the first to break that news when it comes. Trust me. Nobody uh, has got a better pulse on the uh, all things Coyotes than our crew over there. But yep. back to like the top five, I don't think Montreal is going to be bottom five. They've made some improvements. So. They've got, you know, if they're, if they're healthy, you get Caulfield for a full season. You know, Kirby yeah, Doc. Their, their forwards group is really good. Their yeah, defense, their, their and, defense their goalie and goalies is kind of huge meh. question marks. Um, they're mid, as you loved to say yesterday. Yeah, their defense and goalies are probably below mid. If they had <laughs> mid defense and goalies, they might. What is less than mid? Uh, shid. Bad. Shid. Yeah, they're shid. Um, and then we talked about Columbus. There's no way they're a bottom three team again this year. If they play like they give a shit, they probably won't be. Well, if they're healthy. Yeah, that'll help too. Adam Fantilli, not going to hurt you. Fantilli, Goudreau, you They'll hope be, that Zach Rowenski is yeah. is back to 100%. Um, got Mike Babcock leading the group. Well, they'll be good until they start tuning him out. Yeah. So it depends on how many – do they ride a, that way for the full season or do they tune him out halfway through and say, I'm tired of this jackass yelling at is us. Is there a bet on DraftKings for when he wears out his welcome? 
Was he ever welcomed, though? Don't you have to be welcomed <laughs> well, to, they in order to wear him. it out? They well, hired management him. welcomed him. I don't know if the team yeah. has welcomed him. Yeah, that's that's going to be a disaster. But boy, that's a shame. It's you know, you as a, if I was a Columbus fan, I'd be frustrated with that big time because you are actually feeling good about your future. You know, you've got some nice prospects, especially with Fantilli and a roster that's better than it performed last year, and guys getting healthy. Year two of Johnny Gaudreau, where he feels a little more comfortable and yeah. settled. And now you got this pud running thing. Well, don't forget, they also gave up a bunch to get Ivan Provorov, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a good and effective player, but pud. Yeah. And not so. worth what Philly got back from him. That right. was no. amazing what Briere was able to do for that. And then pissed away all that good luck by retaining half of Kevin Hayes' salary yeah, for a six-round pick. Nothing. Yuck. All right, next category from the Athletics, way too early predictions. First coach fired. <laughs> Mike Babcock. No, it's got to no, be John Tortorella. Be. It's uh, be Tortorella, John Tortorella is the fourth candidate. Oh, come on. DJ Smith in Ottawa. Craig Berube, second for yeah. St. Louis. Rick Bonus in Winnipeg, then Tortorella. Then you got Sheldon Keefe, David Quinn, Dean Evison, and Lane Lambert. Uh, Sheldon Keefe, to me, move him up that list. Yeah. If the Leafs get off to like a slowish start, let's say they're like... He's four and five or something yeah, like that. If they get off to a slow start, he's out. Yeah. It's the easiest change that they can make. I still besides, can't believe they brought him back. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for uh, for obvious reasons that that organization needs some change, uh, they got rid of the guy who had one arm tied behind his back to run the organization and not, so not the players change. on the ice yeah. and the coach behind the bench. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. If they if they if they have a sub subpar record through 10, 15, 20 games, he's gonna be gone. And I don't think I think if the if the Maple Leaf players no longer want to play for him, they will make it known in October. Sure. They will make it known and say, Nope, we're not gonna win any games until you get rid of this ass yeah. Yep. And then they'll bring in Joel Quinville and everything will be great. Yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, and if the reports are true, the fact that you kept Sheldon Keefe prevented you from bringing back Ryan O'Reilly. That's a bad decision. And then, and then you fire him nine games into the season. Yeah. That's just, it, it's total, it's on brand for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's right. that's leafing it up. That's for sure. All right, next one is the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. And I think we all know who know how this isn't won this vote. Because two Toronto. players, mm. two players receive votes. Connor Bedard got 96.8% of the vote. Do you guys know who had 3.2%? I do. I looked at yeah, it. We, I, I yeah, I saw Matthew it. Nye is from Toronto, of course, is going to have a better rookie be season James, than James Myrtle had to be the, the, the clown um, that voted for his <laughs> yeah, precious, sure. precious Matthew Nye's piss off. <laughs> what are you smoking? Put down the, the Homer pipe. Come on, yeah. man. There's no way Matthew Nye's has a better season. Than Connor Bedard, unless Connor Bedard plays five games. Yeah, I was gonna say the only way that that happens is if there's some reason that he doesn't play all eighty-two. Yeah, even if he plays seventy, he's still gonna have a better season. I would, I would imagine. Like, come on, man, stop being a homer. It's a, it's a hot take that look how smart I'm gonna be. No, No. you look like a jackass. That's a few years ago. I said, oh, Casey Milstead might win win the Calder, and he scored like six points. In his rookie year, I, th- I thought I was being smart. No, I was Sometimes being stupid. the obvious answer is pick Austin Matthews next time. It's obvious for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's it. it I, I get it. I'm the guy that likes to go against the trends, and I don't like everything that everybody else likes. But when it's something like this, come on, man. Yeah. It's okay to be 
part of the herd. Yeah. When exactly. when you're dealing with a player like this. Yeah. Connor McDavid would have won the Rookie of the Year award had he not been injured. Yeah. Like that's the that's the last case where I can think of a of a slam dunk should be unanimous rookie not doing what they're expected. Uh, Brendan Morrison that hit him or Brendan Manning that, that hit him that that broke his collarbone that rookie year. It was somebody who eventually went to the Oilers. Yeah, it was was Morris, it Manning? It was Manning or Morrison. I always get those guys confused. Brandon, no, Brandon Davidson. Davidson, one of them. There was a black was hawk the guy for that a little bit. For the Hawks, and yeah. then they traded him to Edmonton because then it was like Ooh. that's Brandon Manning. Brandon, Brandon Manning. Manning. I yeah. believe that's who it was. Yes. Yeah. That's who it was. When he was with Philly, he injured him, signed with the Hawks, and then the Hawks traded him to Edmonton, so yeah. Connor McDavid had to be teammates with the guy that broke his collarbone. Brandon Manning, one-time Blackhawks best defenseman. Ugh. That one game, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For that one shift, he was the best defenseman on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's That's one of those uh, Joel Quenville, uh, he who shall not be named, clashes. Yeah. Where I need toughness. All right. <laughs> Here's Brandon Manning. Here's your stay-at-home defenseman. He was yeah, he once was, killed Connor McDavid. Wasn't that Manning, Kunitz, it was, and Ward? That was, was Manning, that Kunitz, year? and Ward. That was the that was the big July one. Because Q wanted a veteran goaltender, a uh, a a veteran scorer, leader, yeah, and a stay-at-home physical defenseman. So you got hundred-year-old yep. Chris Kunitz, hundred-year-old Cam Ward, and bad Brandon Manning. Yup. And that 2017. Chris Kunitz hasn't left yet. <laughs> the middle no, he's still hanging around. Shall not be named. He's, he's still at his sleeping bag in the uh, fifth yep. third arena. It just crashes there. 76 points that season. Our next category is Oof. the Vezina. Uh, pretty predictable names on here. Um, Ilya Sorokin, the favorite, 51.6%. Shesterkin, Should've second, 16.1%. Andrew Gorgiev, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Corpusalo, Saros. Now, if Hellebuck gets traded. If Hellebuck's on the Devils, look out. Yeah. I might put some money down on him right now. Just yeah. in hope and wish that he gets traded. Even if and he doesn't get traded, he's going to be a finalist. He he's should been be. a finalist almost every I year. I just feel like narratives do impact the way the, the media votes on things sometimes. And well, getting him on the East Coast will definitely get more eyes. Yeah, on but I also think Winnipeg's name right now is, is a little bit toxic for people. And they're like, eh, they don't want to vote for anything Jets because of how bad it's been there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean. Well, I also think. If you're picking goalies out, if you could just start a team and pick a goalie, that might be the guy I pick. Uh, I'd go Ottinger if you're starting a dynasty. But yeah, if you want, younger. if you want yeah. one solid season from a goalie, yeah, for he's, one game or, he's in yeah. that discussion. Yeah, for yeah he's sure. in there. I don't know if he's my first pick, but he's in the team picture for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, like you said, uh, if 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 him and the Devils become a a a, a, a pair, that would be um, that'd be great value if you're putting some money down on it yeah i think you get him you get him on a team that can score regularly and he doesn't have to there's how many nights in winnipeg did he give up that second goal and the game was over right yeah um so yeah getting him on a team like that where he doesn't have to be the main factor in a win he'll get more wins he'll be looser and more relaxed I want to see it happen. I like yeah. the Devils, and I think yeah, that, I'm I down. Think that makes them going from being an up and coming team to a uh, yeah, these guys are for real, real quick. Yeah, All right, we got two more categories to go: the Norris and the Heart. But first, Greg is going to tell you how to uh, keep your eyeballs from melting out of your head. Where are some shady rays next? <laughs> All right, good done, well All done, right, beautiful. <laughs> shady rays—they're our favorite sunglasses company in the entire world. 
and they have you covered for the warm weather that is upon us with their premium polarized shades that come at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn, but I say better. Their durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for all your outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection of all in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or broke your, break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. I believe really soon, I believe it was our guy Charlie, who's got his Shady Rays on his head, uh, got his brand new pair in like two days. So not only are you going to get them, you're going to get them quickly. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but unless you're a complete weirdo, you're going to. You can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. And exclusively for our Listeners, that's you guys out there in podcast land. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to shadyrays.com and use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of their amazing sunglasses that have been rated five stars by over a quarter of a million people. That's a lot of including people, including at least six of us of sitting million. here right now. That's um, a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of stars and those stars create energy, but we have not learned how to harness the energy of the stars yet. So for now, we're going to depend on electricity. And the Combat Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve by helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Harnessing the, harnessing the power of the stars. Wasn't that the Ultimate Warrior's job to try and do that? I think so. Yeah. Now he's dead. Well, <laughs> R.I.P. Too much power. Without the Ultimate Warrior, that's where ComEd steps up. They offer a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. How does that work, Mario? I'll tell you, Jay. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, like Charlie does, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy, also known as Munergy, today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Write that down, Charlie. Comed.com slash poweringbiz. Yes, do it. Schedule your appointments today. Get those bacon smokers more efficient. Finally, someone we know with industrial kitchen equipment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It finally works. Manifested it. Uh, exactly. I wasn't trying to... Purposely ignore you, Greg, during your Shady Rays read, I but was. I, uh, I was does. listening to a little snippet from our friends at PHNX. Uh, Craig talked a little bit about... I thought those were the voices in my head. Thanks for clearing that yeah, up. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Craig talked a little bit about uh, the Galchenyuk situation, so just wanted to add to that conversation from the the sources of PHNX. Um, apparently, it is uh, some off-ice issues that have continuously followed Galchenyuk throughout his career. Um, 
Craig, uh, to paraphrase his words, said he's a very nice guy, uh, you know, kind of even, you know, good to work with, kind of even awkward sometimes in, in conversations. Um, talented player, but for whatever reason, off the ice has continued to make poor decisions. Mm. And that has, again, uh, come up in his time in Arizona, thus the move to terminate his contract 12 days after signing but him. But they've already had him. And if that, this is yeah, something see, that is continuously happen, then why would you sign him in the first place? That's right. That's a good question. Because like, obviously then they knew if we're talking about some sort of anxiety thing or even if it's like a drug or alcohol addiction thing, those are not things you just flat cut a guy for either. No, you put them in the in the you put them in the program, program and they yes, they, Bobby Ryan, know, yeah, yeah. You you become the good guy going here. We're gonna help you get the help you need, and when you're when you're healthy, if that's he's what got it a is, spot for yeah. yeah, yeah. But if it's but if, if it's, it's repeated, I don't, I don't want to speculate. But if it's repeated legal, right? Let's say he gets in bar fights or he slaps so and so around, right? When he gets home from work, whatever. Don't know again, obviously. That's different. That's not, that's not if that if that's been an issue his whole career, whatever that would be, you don't resign him. Yeah, you've had it. There, there's, just some, there. there's something missing. Yeah. There's so, so either it had been a little problem that became a big one all of a sudden, like oh, there's been rumors of this. Like oh my god, now this happened. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's it's weird. Something doesn't add up. No. For well, them to just be like, we're cutting him and we will not talk about it. Make, yeah. that, that to me. Indicates some sort of they screwed up I mean, anger. No well, they screwed up, but they're also pissed about it because yeah, either I he wonder, lied to them or hid something. Or I whatever. wonder if there's some non-public contractual something that maybe it was just like, hey, you gotta, you know, if you're with us under contract with us, you gotta do certain things, and he maybe 12 days in violated that, and they're like, all right, no tolerance. But not saying anything and saying you're not saying anything just it's not a good look. Yeah, because then it leads, it just to, leads to speculation. It leads to, yeah. it leads to this, which is never good. Where we, where yeah. we don't know, but we spitball. I mean, yeah, just it, potential clear, don't, We don't know anything. We, no. Yeah, we have no, yeah. and we don't know anything about Galchenyuk either. No, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, clip yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, this has got to be a reason besides his underwhelming performance on the ice why he's been on almost every nhl team to this point in his career he's great for puck doku after yeah I mean, he's pretty much fits every column yeah really uh, i mean this is a guy that was the third overall pick in 2012 that three we get that's something we should look back is is being drafted third overall like the most cursed spot that's in kirby the history of NHL? That's kirby Dot, cam barker that was a big one. So the Who was the other guy? Was, was, it, was, was Duran? The Cam Barker overall? draft was... It was, was it Malkin, Ovechkin, Barker? Yeah. A little bit of a drop-off there. <laughs> Jesus. A little bit of a drop-off. <laughs> Come on. Two <laughs> insanely good Hall of Famers and Cam F. and Barker. Can you All right, here's the history. Tell me more about how great of a GM Dale Talon was. It was just, just ah, Steven just pulled up all-time third, third overall picks. Uh, Fantilli, Cooley... McTavish, so far so good on that list. It looks like Stutzel, Kirby Doc, mm. uh, Kokaniemi. It's the Canadians. They can't help drafting shitty players at number three overall. Well, the, Kokaniemi's the, not shitty, but he's not worth third overall. The best, two of the best third overall selections in uh, NHL history, Dennis Savard, Jonathan Tays. Uh, Leon Dreisett, I'll add him to that list, too. Yeah, but you got he Dylan Strome, yep. that fine player, not worth it. Henrik Sedin. 
All right, so maybe I'm wrong. Mac Duchesne, eh. Well, but it just shows you, like, but for a third overall pick. Scott Niedermeyer. That's a pretty big drop-off in talent. Like, there are some, of course, like, really like studs in that group. Jack Johnson was a third overall pick. Yeah. James Cam Barker. Jay Bo Meester. Yeah. I mean, Nathan Horton. Alexander Svitov. Not so much. Pierre Luc Dubois. All right, it's not the most. It's just. It's, it's not the most curse, but there's. Yeah, you've there's, got. It, yeah. You've, there's been yeah. as many busts as there have been Hall of Famers from that position, mm-hmm. or the, maybe more busts. Yeah, or I know. Mm, maybe you wouldn't busts. say bust. You would just say <laughs> not as good as expected. Or bacon. All right, the last two categories here. Oh yeah, we got the athletic. Uh, we've got the Calder. I'm sorry, the Norris Trophy. Uh, probably not a lot of uh, huge McCarr. leaps on this one. Kale McCarr, 74.2% of the vote. Just pencil him in every year until uh, Miro retires. Heiskanen, second, yeah. which I like to see. He's he's getting his reputation. And a lot of times, Norris starts to be, well, that's more the Selkie is the reputation award. But the Norris, you get votes on your reputation. Speaking of that, Adam that was, Fox, third that overall. That was, uh, was Dowdy's thing, wasn't it? Like oh he's he's gonna earn one 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 of these years. Yeah, like it was like and it was like oh we'll just give it to Drew Doughty yeah, this year. You can kind of not I'm not taking away anything from Roman Yossi, but it was kind of like his. Like well yeah. he's been really good for ten years, so let's give him like a career achievement Norris Trophy. Yeah, right. Because he led all defensemen. See Carl Malone MVP. Yeah. yeah, it's like well you've been second best for so long. We're gonna we'll make throw you. We're gonna throw you a bone. No, and yeah. really but piss off Jordan. Adam Fox. I mean he's. I'd, I'd have him in one, as one of the top. He's a ranger. Five, he's overrated. Five to seven defensemen in the league. He's in the conversation. Meh. Imagine if the if the uh, Hurricanes never traded Adam Fox. Oof. Yeah. He was what a second round draft pick by the Hurricanes. So. Couldn't be. Only good. Only, well, he only wasn't good players come out of top two. No good players have ever been taken. He wasn't third. He wasn't third that. overall. Yeah. So he's he's pretty good. Uh, Charlie McAvoy and Rasmus Dahlin and uh, rounded out that list. And then the Hart Trophy for MVP. Connor Bedard. He is, uh, no, Bedard is not on the list. <laughs> well, it's a bad uh, list. Though. McDavid, 80.6%. Shocking. Matthew Gachuk, 6.5%. Kale McCarr, Leon Dreisettle, uh, Nathan McKinnon, and Sidney Crosby, all at 32 McDavid won it last year, so it's Leon Dreisettle's turn yeah. this year. Yep. They do have the Western Conference playoff field here. Um, they're predicting Colorado, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, LA, Minnesota, Seattle, Calgary. So the same. Who's the first team out? Nashville. Okay. So the, basically the same seven of the same seven of teams the that made same it last eight. year. Yeah. Calgary being the only one. Does that mean Winnipeg? Winnipeg's, Winnipeg's out. out. So they have Nashville, St. Louis, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Chicago, Anaheim, Arizona, San Jose. And Chicago was the last by those percentages. Chicago was the last team to get any votes to Any make votes. the playoffs. They apparently, I think 3.2% indicates one vote. Yeah. Uh, they got one vote to make the playoffs. Yeah. Way to go, Scott Powers. Yeah. So Anaheim, <laughs> Arizona, and San Jose all got Thanks, none. Scott. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm i not penciling in the Minnesota Wild just yet for a playoff spot. You know? Yeah. If their goalies I, are kind of meh. But to be like the seventh team in the West, I can see that. Yeah. Where they are pretty much every year, right? I mean, Mid. they they had they had a great run last year, and everybody thought uh, when Kaprizov went down for like three weeks or whatever that their season was over. But they actually that was their best stretch of hockey yeah. all season. He's holding them back, so should obviously they should trade, trade him. Trade him to Chicago. Nah, buy him yeah. out. Yeah. That's that's the route to go. Yeah, buy him out. <laughs> you, you got plenty of dead cap space available up yeah. there. Um, yeah, I'm not penciling them in just yet. Calgary, I, I could see a bounce back here because if, if, 
you know, just not having a coach that you all hate should make them better. That's a start. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah like that's, they obviously played last year to do exactly what happened and get Daryl Sutter fired. Uh, except the Flames were too dumb and stubborn to realize that and kept them the whole season. Hmm. And now their GM is in Toronto, who may be too dumb and stubborn to mm. do the same thing again this year. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, you guess would say the same eight teams, that that's the easy way, but who's really making that jump into the playoff? Maybe the Blues have a bounce eh. back here if they get some goaltending. Maybe. And fire, their, and fire their coach. I was going to say, I mean, say, you're a bubble playoff team, but your coach is the second highest vote getter to get fired. Well, maybe if you fire him early enough, you get to be a playoff team. Maybe. There you go. We'll see. Only a couple months to go until we can actually start watching games. Mm. Wee! But hey, you don't have to wait a couple months to join us at our CHGO Crosstown Series takeovers. CHGO Sports is taking over Guaranteed Rate Field and Wrigley Field Somebody's got for it. the 2023 Crosstown Series. Join the Sox and Cubs CHGO crews. Here's the information. July 26th, Cubs at White Sox at Guaranteed Rate Field, 7.10 p.m. There's a pregame meetup at 4 p.m. at the Kerrig in Oak Forest. You'll be shuttled to and from Guaranteed Rate Field from there. And then August 16th, the game at Wrigley, Sox at Cubs, 7.05. Pregame meetup at 5.30 at a bar to be decided. So that should be a fun time. Do we uh, Wait, is it not called Bar TBD? No, because no. I looked I looked up Bar TBD in, in Chicago and something popped up. Is it not? No, I, I believe it's they haven't determined what bar they're going to be beating up at yet. Mario was going to go to the wrong bar. Yeah, I don't see bar. I see one in Phoenixville, and Fairview Heights, Illinois. No, you're going to need uh, a heck of a mind. shuttle. Never mind. Something, uh, something. Bar I'm going op- to open up a bar TBD in it's Chicago a great now. <laughs> you should TBD diddlers. Um, each ticket purchase comes with a new CHGO baseball shirt design, south side or north side. Uh, choose your size at checkout and order confirmation. Let's see which fan base is more diehard and sells out the takeover first. Do it. AllCHGO.com to get your tickets. And, of course, if you're a diehard, which you should be by now, you're going to save 20% on that and all CHGO events and merch and everything. So do that. Jump in. Become a diehard. Help support us here and help uh, – Save, help yourself save on events and shirts and merch from the CHGO Locker and CHGO Sports. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Uh, it is Friday already. This mm-hmm. week went fast. It is Friday. Hopefully the offseason goes fast like this because uh, I'm we, ready for some hockey. What are we talking about tomorrow? Should we do a draft? We'll see. We'll draft something. Yes, draft uh, favorite flavors of bacon. Friday. Bacon flavors. Bacon. There you go. Bacon-flavored bacon is the number one overall draft pick. <laughs> there you go. That's true. And again, thanks to Charlie the Bacon Guy for bringing yes. us some bacon today. Buy some bacon from Charlie. Yeah, do it. Uh, at Charlie the Bacon Guy on Instagram or email him, charliethebaconguy at gmail.com. He will hook you up with bacon and bacon jams. They're all great. You can't go wrong. Get in touch with Charlie. But we'll talk to you tomorrow, too. Thanks to Steven for running the show. Hit that like button on your way out on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.